Blog Talk Radio. From darkness, yeah. Turn on the light. Won't you please, my friend, yeah. Welcome to the Turn on the Light broadcast with Bishop Elect, Freeman, and Ann Butterfield. We are the Ascension Pastors at Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International Church in Southbridge, Georgia. Our co-founder is Archbishop Jesus W. Smith, and our senior pastor is Oshabar Hartman and his lovely wife, Lady E. We are so glad that you have tuned in. We are going to show you a God that will bring you life. So call your neighbors and call your friends. Call Lottie Dottie and everybody. Tell them that the Turn on the Light broadcast is on the air. Tell them to dial 917-388-4161. And while you're getting your neighbors and your friends, here's a song just for you.
We believe for it. Welcome to the Turn on the Light broadcast with Pastor Stephen and Ann Butterfield. We are so excited that you have tuned in tonight. We pray tonight that you will hear something that will encourage you, inspire you to do the will of God. Hallelujah. Greetings and salutations, my brothers and my sisters. Welcome again to our broadcast. We are grateful to God for another opportunity to do his will. Hallelujah. What a full day. What a full two weeks we had. Amen. Hallelujah. We are in summer camp. Hallelujah. 630 every morning. Hallelujah. Till 7, 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night. But we are still here on the battlefield for our Lord. We thank God. This morning we had a prep breakfast early from 8.30. Then we had a basketball game. Hallelujah. We uh, thank God that we went out and we we fought hard, amen, our last game. We fought real hard, so I'm proud of our fellas. Amen. I thank God for another opportunity, amen, just to share the will of God. And uh, today, um, t- tonight, we have one of our players in the studio with us, and he's none other than Eli Alexander, and we're going to let him greet you tonight. My name is Elijah Alexander. Um, I'm a basketball player for Coach Westfield. Okay. So I'm in fourth grade, and I go to Austin Road Elementary. Hey. All right. All right. I go to Christian Life Center Worldwide. All right. All right. All right. So thank you so much, Liz. So much. And he's our point guard, and we thank God for him being in the studio with us tonight. And uh, we pray that uh, he would hear something also that he would. Encourage him to press on. Uh, we, we thank God tonight. Um, we want to invite you to our Holy Convocation coming up at Light of the World. We are assistant pastors of Light of the World Christian Tabernacle International in Stockbridge, Georgia, where our co-founder is Archbishop Ruth W. Smith. Our senior pastor is Pastor Oshabar Hartman and Lady E. We thank God for uh, uh, what he's doing with us. We have Holy Convocation uh, that's coming up July 9th. And we want you to know uh, um, in the, me- the end of Holy Convocation, my wife and I will be consecrated as bishops. So we want to invite you all to come by, come out and support us on 3 p.m. on July 6th. Please be there. We appreciate your support. Keep praying for us that God will continue to do his will in our lives. Amen. And we thank God for uh, Holy Convocation, what it's going to do. We have a lot of people from all over the world that's coming to South Bridge. So you want to be a part of that, please come out and share with us. You will be blessed. Amen. And we, we are still having a summer camp that's going on at the community center. So um, you know kids that live in this area, that our parents, that grandparents that have kids coming down for the summer, please send them our way. Go to our website at jlfcc.org and go to education, and you'll see summer camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and go ahead and enroll. And we're there from 6.30 in the morning, but the program's out from 7 to 6, 7 a.m. to 6 p.m., but we're there 6.30. So come out and uh, send your grandkids. You don't have to worry about them being in your refrigerator or being in your house. Mm-hmm. Send them out to the Jimmy Lee Smith Community Center. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Where they'll have some fun. And I'm telling you, some parents told us that when they get home, they, they bathe them, eat them, yes. and they go to sleep. <laughs> And they, the parents, they're able to have a good rest at night. Yeah. Those kids are woe out. Mm-hmm. So send them by and let those grandparents, let those parents have some rest. Amen. So we thank and praise God. Now, tonight we have a man of God who's going to bring us the word of God. He's been with us ever since we, uh, just about when we started uh, some 13 years ago uh, with this broadcast. So we thank God for him. He's no stranger to this broadcast. Uh, him and his lovely wife as uh, pastor. Clifford Fear, and we bring him right to you right now. Pastor Fear, you're now live on the air, sir. Pastor Fear? Hello? Hello? Yes, hello. Yes, How sir. are you doing this evening? Great. How are you? I'm fantastic. It's so good to hear from you. And uh, by the way, uh, to all of the men that may be listening and yourself, uh, their bishop-elect, uh, happy Father's Day to you. And uh, that's actually what we're going to take a look at tonight. But uh, Elijah, I want to say that uh, from what I've been hearing about the basketball team, I'm particularly proud of you as well, uh, young man. And I hope that the anointing of God falls on you just like the uh, Elijah that we read about in the Bible. 
and I hope he takes you long and far in your lifetime. Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. So we've got several scriptures that we're going to do tonight uh, for Father's Day. And the title of this message to you tonight is A Father's Influence. And so we're going to take a look at several things. And the verses, the scriptures that I'm using tonight are going to come out of the ESV Bible, uh, English Standard uh, Version. And uh, I hope that you get, uh, can glean something from this. Uh, uh, let's uh, start with a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, we recognize you as our Father. You tell us that we can call you Abba which is Father, Papa God, Daddy. So as we get into this message tonight, Father God, we look at a father's influence on their children. We thank you, Father, that you give us such wisdom, such insight in your word that we can, we can uh, go through there and we can study and we can look at both mothers and fathers. And since we are celebrating Father's Day tomorrow, Father, we just dedicate this message to all of the fathers that may be listening, and we give you praise and honor and glory for the lives that might be touched and changed by the power of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Influence that Father has. Influence, first of all, with prayer. And when I see that, I think of be like Paul. Know the person of prayer. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through, or 11 through 12, this was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in, Jesus, in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through our faith in him. Paul makes some great and mighty statements in his, the writings that he has, and showing that our faith is in Jesus Christ and our Lord, that tells you the kind of prayer warrior that Paul was. He showed the kind of influence that most of the time that the, the fathers that you see in the world dream about, but it doesn't come to reflect that because there's so many fathers that need to know Jesus on a more personal level in this world. And we should just help them to understand what the influence that they can have, not only on those immediately around them, their children, their grandchildren, great-grandchildren, but how they can have influence in their entire sphere of influence. Everywhere they turn, they have an opportunity to influence people. So Paul also talks about knowing how to pray in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, he says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Does that mean 24-7? As oft as you think about somebody in your mind, in your heart, you should be praying for that person. As oft as you come across something in your sphere of influence that uh, should have prayer applied to it, yes. That's a way to show your, the Father's influence that God has given to you. Paul also tells us in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 25, that he says, Brothers, pray for us. So not only does Paul tell us and show us the Father's love by, by telling us to pray without ceasing, he also tells everyone around him that he's coming in contact with, which brothers, uh, and it would reflect his sisters as well, Pray for us. Pray for us. So Paul is seeking prayer for himself as the influence of a father that their children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and their spouse, all of their loved ones can see the influence of God's uh, effect on their lives through the power of prayer. So Paul Amen. teaches us a whole lot there. But there's several other men also that uh, tell us and show us how to have influence that God would have us to have. We can have influence with obedience. We can be like Joshua. Obedience is in his report. In Numbers chapter mm -hmm. 14, verses 6 through 9, Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes and said to all the congregation of the people of Israel, the land which we pass through to spy it out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land that flows with milk and honey, and only do not rebel against the Lord. Do not fear the people of the land, 
for they are bred for us. Their protection is removed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. You know, that's a pretty stout statement right there by Joshua. Not fear the people that are coming against you, that are rising up against you. This is also another influence that fathers have. Do not rebel against the Lord, it says in these verses. And do not fear the people of the land, for they are bred for us. They're going to feed you. Imagine that. People that they thought were their enemies are going to end up feeding them, being the bread for their life. The, their protection from God in the last sentence there is removed from them. So we can have obedience like Joshua as well. I mean, uh, influence like Joshua. Uh, we can have obedience at the Jordan. In Joshua chapter 3, verses 13 through 17, it says, When the soles of the feet of the priest bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth, shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from flowing. The waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap. So when all the people set out from their tents to pass over the Jordan with the priest bearing the Ark of the Covenant before the people, as soon as those bearing the Ark had come as far as the Jordan, the feet of the priests bearing the Ark were dipped in the brink of the water. Now the Jordan overflows all its banks throughout the time of harvest. The waters coming down from above stood and rose up in a heap very far away. At Adam, the city that is beside Zarephim, those flowing down toward the Sea of Arabah, the Salt Sea, were, were completely cut off. The people passed over opposite Jericho, now the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant, and the Lord stood firmly on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. And all Israel was passing over on dry ground until a nation finished passing over Jordan. You see, God makes a way for us. As fathers, he makes a way for us to show our families the way. Isn't that something that's absolutely awesome? Uh, God tells us that we're the head of the household. And as that head of the household, we should be directing our loved ones in a path that shows we have the obedience. We have the influence that God is talking about here. We have the obedience at the Jordan. We have the uh, uh, obedience in our report. Uh, God says that we're known by the word of our testimony. That's our report. That's what people know us by. So we have a lot more influence than just to our immediate families. We can also have influence like with purity. We can be like Joseph. Now imagine this. He was godly in Genesis chapter 39, verse 6. So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. So can you imagine he, God is telling us to be like Joseph, to have the same kind of influence that Joseph had, which is purity, which is being godly. Uh, Joseph resisted temptation. We see that in uh, Genesis chapter 39, verse 12. She caught him by his garment saying, lie with me, but he left his garment in her hand and fled and got out of the house. What kind of lesson can we take there, guys, as the fathers, as the ones that are showing our father's influence to leave your garment behind and flee out of the house when something like this happens? That's a lot of influence. That is a lot of influence. He exchanged, Joseph exchanged uh, kindness for hatred. Imagine that. My goodness, if we did that today, what kind of influence would we have? What kind of influence would that sustain? Would that keep going around us? People would know that we were serving the true living God if we exchanged kindness for hatred. Genesis chapter 37, verse 28, the Midianite transformed. Uh, traders passed by and drew Joseph up and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. They took Joseph to Egypt. Remember, his brothers had put him in the pit and told his father that he was killed by a wild animal. Influenced like uh, Joseph. Exchange kindness for hatred. Boy, we got a lot. We're not even touching the surface of this message yet, and you can see already the influence that God is giving to us and the people that he's using to show us the kind of influence that we should have as 
the fathers that we should be and the fathers that we are. We can show influence through patience. Oh, we can be like Job. Woo! Patience when Job, he, he showed patience when he lost his children, when he lost everything he had. Because Job was a wealthy man by their standards. And when he lost everything he had, including his children, he showed patience. Look at Job chapter 1, verse 21. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. And oh, uh, blessed be the name of the Lord. You know, if we took anything out of this message and, and said that we wanted to do something like that, we, I think that this world, the men of this world need to have the influence through patience like Job. Everything else, I'm not, I'm not overshadowing that, but everything else is important, just as important. But to me, this is one that really catches my heart because there are so many people that you see that do not have patience. And uh, Job is one of the best examples of that. Joseph, he also showed patience when he lost his health. When he lost his health, I've actually seen people, and I'm talking about fathers now. If it were Mother's Day, ladies, I'd be picking on you too now. I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, taking sides one or the other. Uh, but it, Joseph showed patience when he lost his health. In, Joseph, in Job chapter 2, verse 9 through 10, then his wife said unto him, Do you still hold fast your integrity? Look, listen to that question. His own wife is saying, Do you still have your integrity? Curse God and die. But what did Job say to her when he answered her? But he said unto her, you speak of one as one of the foolish women would speak. That's what he said to her. Shall we receive good from God and shall we not receive evil? In all of this, Job did not sin with his lips. Oh, how many men do you know that when something goes wrong, they them with their lips, as we're talking about here. Uh, how many times have you seen these fathers tear into their wives with all kind of belligerent language? Job is a prime example of how we should show our influence through patience, through losing our health. Now, we're not through there. Job also showed his, that his patience was rewarded as we see in Job chapter 42, verses 12 through 17. And the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. He ended up having a whole lot more after he lost everything than he had at the beginning of his life. And he had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. <laughs> you think that he, God didn't make him a very wealthy man again? By their standards back then, Job was a multi-millionaire, if not a multi-billionaire, all because he yeah. showed his influence that God had given him. Continuing on in that, he also had seven sons and three daughters, and he called the name of the first daughter Jeremiah, and the name of the second Keziah, and the name of the third Karen Hapuk. And in all the land were no women so beautiful as Job's daughter. And their wow. father gave them an inheritance among their brothers. And after this, Job lived 140 years and saw his sons and his sons, sons four generations. And Job died an old man full of days. His patience was rewarded. Job yes. is the, the best example that I can think of of having patience in his trials and tribulations. Guys, if we want to show our true influence that God has given us, let us be like Job and let us show our patience in the things that we're going through. Instead of mumbling and grumbling, instead of losing control and talking to your wife like she's a piece of trash, instead of talking to your children like they don't belong to you, we should take these examples that God has given us and have that kind of influence on them. We can also have, be, have influence with faith. We can be like Abraham. Woo! Everybody knows the story of Abraham when he was going to sacrifice his son, his only son that they waited for so long. And we know about the ram in the bush. But we can be like Abraham. 
by faith, by faith, Abraham left his home and his family. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out of that place and that he was to receive an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Oh, guys, fellas, how much, how many times, if God told you to leave a place you'd never seen before, didn't know where you were going, would you step out in faith? Would you show the kind of faith that Abraham had, trusting in the Lord God, no, not knowing a thing about where you were going? But God said, go, and you did. We can show our influence in this. Oh, see, Abraham also showed his faith when he went to Canaan, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 9. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. All that Abraham had was a promise. How many promises do we have, guys? There's 8,251 promises in the Bible. How many do we have? Every one of them belongs to us. Can we show our uh, our uh, inheritance by this? Can we show our, our influence by these? Absolutely, positively, yes. Abraham also, he offered up Isaac. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 17 through 19. By faith... Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and he who had received the promises was in the act of offering up his only son, of whom it was said, through Isaac shall your offspring be named. He considered that God was able to even raise him from the dead, from which, figuratively speaking, he did receive him back. So when you want to have influence and be like somebody Pick these men of God that we're looking at. Pick Abraham. Pick Joshua. Pick all of these. Pick Job. And say, God, help me to be, show, and have that kind of influence. We can, we can have influence with our decisions. You stop and you think about that. How many decisions do you make a day, guys? Every single day. It's, it's hard to count them. It's hard to know. But we're talking about the men that have... Uh, Influence with their decisions, we could be like Moses. Mm. Moses chose not to be Pharaoh's grandson. Hebrews 11, chapter, 20, or chapter 11, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he grown, was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Ah, you know, most, of, most people might say that doesn't apply to us today. Yes, it does. You could think of people, I'm not going to name names, but you can think of people that have such a terrible, outlandish influence, and you would not want to be known as their son oh, or their daughter of someone that had that kind of thing. Moses also showed his influence because he chose mistreatment over sin. Oh, See, that, guys, that, uh, that should uh, grab us a little bit. That should uh, kind of sting a little bit. Mm. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 25. Choosing rather to be mistreated with people of God than to enjoy fleeting pleasures of sin. Oh, mm. that should grip our hearts mm. like a mm. rock. That should grip our hearts like something that's got an a enormous vice, just squeezing and squeezing and squeezing. Because... We're talking about influence, a father's influence. So if we want to choose to be like somebody, choose these men of God. Choose Moses. Be like Moses with him, him choosing mistreatment over sin. Don't lose your cool all the time, and don't hurt those that, that love you so much. We can choose like Moses did the reward of Jesus. Woo! He, in 11, uh, Hebrews eleven twenty six. He considered the reproach of Christ greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. <laughs> Our reward is heaven, walking the streets of gold, going through those pearly gates, walking and talking with Moses, walking and talking with Job, walking and talking with Jesus, walking and talking with Joseph, walking and talking with Abraham, being just like them. Choose the reward of Jesus. That's the kind of influence, guys, that you can have. God is telling us all about it in his word. It's an awesome, awesome 
thing to study on is the influence that we have. We can have influence with vision. We can be like Noah. Mm. Think about that. Have you ever thought about these men uh, of God in this context, about the influence that they are showing and the influence that they had and the influence that they still have today? Noah saw a perishing world. He saw it in Genesis chapter 6, verse 13. And God said to Noah, I have determined to make an end of, of all flesh, for the earth is filled with violence through them. Behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Noah saw this. He saw it firsthand, and he didn't lose his insight. He didn't lose his influence. He kept going the path that God wanted him to do. Noah saw a way. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, by faith, Noah being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. You know, (laughs) you stop and you think about that influence. Noah had to be laughed at like you wouldn't believe because those people in his day had never even heard of rain. They've never seen rain. They didn't know what rain was. All they had seen was the dew on the ground. That's it. And he told them it was going to rain and flood the earth. Nobody believed him. Noah's influence, if they had only listened, would have saved how many people? You see, our influence, we never know who it's going to touch, guys. We never know who, how, how, when, where, why, or who our influence is going to touch. But God has given you that influence for a reason. He's putting you in the path of those people that need that kind of influence. He's putting you in the path of those kind of people that he's placed there just for you to show the influence that these great men of God are showing. Noah saw safety. Oh, you stop and you think about that. Noah saw safety. Uh, Genesis chapter 8, verse 16. Go out from the ark, you and your wife and your sons, and your sons' sons' wives with you. He told them to go out by themselves. Uh, Not only did he save them, not only did he show them how, but he sent them out after the flood. So you take and you stop and you think, let's review some of these guys that we're looking at. Be like Paul. Know the person of prayer. (laughs) There's nothing greater that I would want than to be known as a person of prayer. That, to me, is something that's absolutely amazing and absolutely incredible to be known uh, as a person of prayer. Guys, as we look at a father's influence, if you, someone were to look at you and see you and your family together and they said, that's a man of prayer, how would that make you feel? But on the, other, on the flip side of that, if someone looked at you and said, that man needs to know how to pray. That man needs to be a man of prayer. That person needs to be a man of prayer. That's a whole lot different side of the coin as you look at that, knowing how to pray. Paul, I mean, the most thing, the best thing he tells us is to pray without ceasing. Can we go through a day that we don't need prayer or we don't need to pray? No, no. Because of the things that we face, especially in today's world. I mean, you can't turn the TV on without seeing all this garbage and all of this junk. Uh, Every time you turn on the radio just about, you're listening to this mess, and we're living in it. We see how far gone our government is getting. And (laughs) you think that we can stop and not pray? No. Every time you think about what's going on here, our our governor, for example, is wanting to make it legal for eight-year-old children to decide whether they want to be a boy or a girl. Eight-year-old children. And this is a man that proclaims to be a Christian. Know the person of prayer. Know how to pray. When we're looking at these men of God, we need to know how to pray. Our government needs Jesus. In a, in a major way, 
We need to put God back in our schools. We need to put prayer back in our schools. We need to put God back in our businesses and our places of work. We need to put prayer back into everything we do, see, or say. We can depend on prayer. How many times have you ever not seen a prayer answered? In one way or another, either God says yes or he says no. If he says no, there's a reason for it. If he says yes, you're shouting about it. But how many times do we see people shout because God said no? You know, uh, who was it? Uh, Garth Brooks wrote a song. God's unanswered prayers are sometimes the best one. Was the gist of the song? I don't remember the name of it, but we can depend on prayer. If we go back and take a look at Joshua again, you know, his obedience was unreal because of what his brothers had did to him. He was sold into slavery, and he still come out of it uh, way ahead as he showed his obedience at the Jordan. Jo- uh, Joshua, he, <laughs> he made reports that uh, would have blown most people away. He, 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 his influence that he showed in, uh, when his brothers came to him for food and they recognized who he was, his brothers that put him in that pit were scared. They thought that they, they, they thought their lives were over. But Joseph showed the influence that God had put in his life. Joseph showed compassion to his brothers, even when he was conquering obedience and conquering Jericho. Uh, jo- Joseph was uh, obedient to God. He didn't stop one time. He was told to march around the wall, not say a word, seven times in Jericho, and the seventh time to blow the trumpet. He did that, and we sing the song. The kids sing the song. The walls of Jericho came tumbling down, tumbling down. We can see by example all of these men. It's not something that's new. We have These men have been around since the... the creation of time since God first created Adam and Eve man has been around and they've been men of influence just like these guys that we're looking at these are just a handful of people that we're looking at that uh, really stand out to me because of the things that they were obedient in and the things that they showed and the the, uh, honor and respect that they showed for God for the influence that they had been given they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was a gift from God, and they used it accordingly. See, we can be like Joseph also in purity. You think about that. Joseph was a godly man. Joseph did resist temptation. Guys, there's so much going on in today's world, it's impossible not to see something that's tempting to you each and every day. You cannot turn the TV on without seeing something. You cannot listen to your sphere of influence, the people that you've got in your sphere of influence uh, talking about something without uh, making your mind stray just a little bit. And you catch yourself and say, I have to say, God, forgive me. And influence with purity. You know, there's something about Joseph, that the example that he gave that being godly. Fellas, I don't know what that means to you. But that means the world to me. That mm. means that people recognize that there's a calling on your life. People recognize that there's an anointing on your life. To have influence with purity is something that we shouldn't take lightly. We shouldn't take any of these lightly. But to have influence with purity, like Joseph, it is something that we just, I think we overlook in today's society. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, one of my pr- favorite pr- pastors told me one time he was talking about how much pornography there is in the world, and this was back several years ago, 10, 20, 10, 20 years ago. And he said, "If you're not uh, part of a pro- solution, you're part of the problem." And he looked at the ladies. He said, "Ladies, if you're wearing clothes that's showing this and showing that, you're part of the problem. You're you're creating part of the problem." So. When we ha- say influence with purity, uh, fellas, <laughs> we have to – if you've got daughters and sons, you shouldn't let them go out of the house just like some of the ones we see today because you're putting them out as part of the influence of impurity. And we don't want to give that impure look about us or about our loved ones. So fathers, 
when you talk about an, a father's influence, think about how it affects not only you, but your children, your children's children, especially the girls, uh, how they dress. But guys do it too. Now, I'm not saying that girls are the only one because guys nowadays dress very provocatively and it shouldn't be happening. Influence with purity. Well, oh, uh, they're teenagers. I just can't control them anymore. Yes, you can. If they're living under your roof, you can. God says that we have the authority to do that. And we can do that by our, hello, what we're talking about, influence. We can touch the lives of our children to make them want to stop doing what they're doing. Even though you see a lot of times, and a lot of times the kids that are dressing like I'm talking about, they're pastor's kids, they're preacher's kids. But they do it as a form of rebellion. And you'll, they'll flat out tell you that. And, uh, I, man, that's just something that we shouldn't be doing. Uh, Joseph resisted temptation. <laughs> How many times a day, and I don't, I, I really don't expect anybody to answer this, but uh, to yourself, how many times a day would you say honestly that you're tempted to do something you shouldn't be doing? You see, Joseph, the man of God that we're looking at and talking about, he gives us uh, the influence of resisting temptation, as they all do, every single one of them. But Joseph is pointed out for that in Genesis chapter 39 verse 12, where he left his garments behind and fled out of the house. He gives us a prime example of what's going on. Joseph exchanged uh, kindness for hatred. Guys, uh, (laughs) we see it on the news all the time. Road rage. Road rage. (laughs) Have you ever gotten mad and shaken a fist at somebody that's cut you off in traffic or that has checked you or uh, have you ever uh, uttered words under your breath when somebody around you has done something that you didn't really like? He exchanged kindness for hatred. There shouldn't be in our society today all of the people that proclaim to be Christians, there shouldn't be a such thing as road rage. Nine times out of ten, you will see the people that are doing this, they proclaim to be Christians. It should not be happening. What used to get me was people had the ichthus, the fish on the back of their vehicle, and you're doing the speed limit, and you see them come driving by at 90 miles an hour. Oh, uh, Hello. That's a temptation right there in and of itself. Uh, do we exchange kindness for hatred in that situation? Uh, mm. This one, you could go on and on and on with this one. You could go uh, <laughs> probably two weeks and talk about this and never repeat the same thing again. But I wanted to make sure we got a hold of this tonight. Joe, <laughs> see, I always said that I'm not Job, but, uh, boy, sometimes I feel like in the trials and tribulations. I thank you, Lord. And that's one of those times that I have to say, God, thank you for finding me worthy to go through these trials and tribulations for your name's sake, for your name's sake. And if we can do that and we can have the influence that Job has, like the patience that Job has, we it's a running joke in churches. Nobody says they pray for patience, but they it gets exercised all the time. Job's got exercised to the maximum as far as I'm concerned, and he never once lost sight of what he was to do and influence. You know, when his wife told him to give up and die, curse God and die, Job showed his influence by saying, woman, you're crazy. He didn't give up. His friends were telling him to curse God and die. He had boils all over him. He he was a mess, but Job never gave up. His influence carries on yet today. When you read the the story of Job, there's a lot of people that will see it and just go, oh, man, I'm glad that was him. That's not me. Uh, You should be willing to go through the same thing Job went through because of your influence to your heavenly father and not the ones here on earth. Uh, Colossians 3.23, one of my most favorite verses, whatsoever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, not unto man. So if we're going to have influence like God wants us to have, we're going to have to do it as we're doing it unto God. 
all of these things that we're looking at. It can't be done to for a man. You've got to be doing it as unto Christ. Mm. So how many times do you see that people have lost their children? And I'm talking personal experience here. I've seen families that lost children, and the father fell off of a wagon or went on a binge, and just the alcoholism or the drugs just totally destroyed the family, and mm-hmm. they blame it on the loss of their children. Yes, it's a hard thing mm-hmm. to do. I've lost a child myself. It's mm-hmm. a very hard thing to do to put a child in the ground and bury them. Mm-hmm. But knowing that they're going where they're going, the influence that you've given to them throughout their life is showing the patience of Job. <laughs> mm-hmm. Joseph lost his health. There's so many people today, and guys, I'm talking uh, – especially any of those that have suffered with prostate cancer. The prostate, once it's removed, it creates a lot of different problems. Uh, I won't get into those. It just uh, Personal experience, it creates a lot of problems. For me, it was four major surgeries. So uh, I didn't lose my patience with God, though, because I'd lost my health. I did not, and it didn't take uh, no time, and I was back on my feet again because I was putting my trust and belief and faith in God. Just like Job is doing, as we can all do and we can all pray to do and have a father's influence just like these men were looking at. Just like Job, when his patience was rewarded, God rewards our patience. We might not see it today, we might not see it tomorrow or next week or next year, but God rewards our patience patience. He is true to his word, and he's always the same, yesterday, today, and always. He never changes. He's always the same. He's promised us that he will not take us to anything without making a way to escape. He's promised us Mm -hmm. that that if we seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness, all of these things will be added unto you. You know, I in my little notes, I've capitalized that word all. All these things will be added unto you. Everything that we're talking about, the faith, the patience, the rewards, the health, it will all be there because God has promised it. It will be. And so we can have our faith like Job, and we can have the patience like Job. We can believe and have the influence like Joseph, Abraham. We can do all of the same things that these guys, these men of God are doing. It's awesome. Faith like Abraham. Oh, my goodness. You know, you can... You can barely touch the surface of these things, and you can just feel the anointing in these these men. Mm. When Abraham left his home and his family, there's people today that won't move uh, to the next state, even though they know where they're going. And sometimes you, you, God says, "I want you to go here," and our answer is, "God, you can send me anywhere, but don't go. Don't send me there." Uh, that's not faith. Right, right. That's not what we're believed to, taught to believe. God says go, we're to pick up and go. I've done that. I can't tell you how many times over the years. Do I regret one single time? No, not absolutely not. And I mean, I've, we've gone from state to state to state, and because God said go, and we went. And we've got to have the faith that Abraham shows us. We've got to have the influence that these men of God have. If we don't have the faith to show those around us, what have we got? What have you got if you can't show that your God is so – that you can trust in your God so much that you have faith when he says go, you go. In Isaiah it says, whom whom shall we send? Here am I. Send me. I got both hands, both feet up when I say that because I mean every word of it. God knows that in a a blink of an eye I will pick up and go when I know God has – told me to go. We've got to have the mm-hmm. faith. When when a- uh, Abraham went to Canaan, he left the land uh, and was living in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and his, his Jacob and his heirs, and he stood on the promise of God. He stood on it by faith. You know, my acronym, and I shared this uh, quite a while ago, my acronym for faith is Father All in Thy Hands. When we have faith that rocks the world, you look at the palm of your hand and say, Father, all in thy hands. So many times, guys, we lay things down at the altar, and we turn around, and we take three or four steps away, and we turn back and look, and we go back and we pick that same thing up because God's not doing it fast enough. 
We live in a microwave world where we stand in front of the microwave going, hurry up. So we've got to have the faith. Abraham's faith didn't show it was over two or three days or two or three months or two or three years. It was years and years. God told them that they were going to have a son. They were in their 90s. Uh, It takes years and years. And years. You see, when God grows your faith like he can grow in Abraham, he's going to give you the kind of godly influence that he wants you to have. He's going to give you the kind of influence that people are going to look to you and want to know what you've got. They're going to want what you have by faith. Father, all in thy hands. By faith, Abraham offered up Isaac. I don't know of anybody, any man alive today that would pick up a knife and hold it on their son, getting ready to slay him, because God said to. I, mm, that's a whole different message there. But by faith, when we talk about the faith of fathers, influence, folks, that's what we're talking about tonight is a father's influence. Do you want to influence the world around you like these men here, or do you want to influence the world around you like like the world around you? Mm. You stop and you think about that. I personally would choose influence like God would have me to influence. He has told me and he's telling me in his word to have a father's influence. I would much rather have that with the faith, with the obedience, with the patience, with the love, everything that we're looking at for God and for his purpose. Colossians 3.23 again, I would much rather be doing it for the glory of God, for the glory of the kingdom of the, uh, the kingdom of God than for man. Because if we do things, if we try to influence the world around us like the world around us, we're going to fall and crumble like the world around us. You stop and think about that. That's a very true statement. Influence like Moses with our decisions. Mm. We make decisions every single day, folks, every day. All of them sometimes are not good. All of them sometimes are not the, the right way to go. But do we beat ourselves up over them? No. We learn from those decisions that were bad for us, for the ones that we're trying to influence. Let's, let's say, for example, that you were the only Christian working in a company, and you wanted to influence people with your decisions. Well, they have, they've got a company picnic, and everybody's drinking. Here you are. You're a Christian, and you pick up the strong drink that they're drinking because you want to influence the way they're influencing. You just lost mm-hmm. all of your credibility as a man of God. You just lost all of your credibility as a father having the influence that God would have you to have. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We can tr- choose mistreatment over sin like Moses. We get a lot of mistreatment in today's world. There's a lot of people, even in our sphere of influence, uh, particularly in workplaces, that uh, use vulgar language. It seems like they can't open their mouth without vulgar language coming out. That's where we can choose mistreatment over sin. God rewards each and every one of these things, folks. Guys, I'm hoping that you get something out of this. We can have vision. We can have influence with vision like Noah. We can have the uh, influence like Moses by our decisions like Abraham by our faith. Guys, I hope that you, more than anything, want to have the influence that God wants you to have as a father's influence. Bishop elect. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor That was such an awesome, awesome, awesome. I was just thinking about that this morning. I was thinking about how my husband influenced um, his own children and grandkids, but not only that, he influenced a lot of kids um, with the basketball and people coming into the gym and all of that. I was just thinking about that this morning. So I just want to give a hand clap of praise to uh, Pastor Butterfield for being a great 
influence. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Fair, for you being a great Amen. influence. And I thank God for you. Um, and we thank God for just being God all by himself. Uh, and that song was very appropriate for this um, uh, particular message, Believe For It, because there are a lot of fathers that may not believe or think that they can do what the word is saying for them to do, um, uh, being uh, a uh, showing influence, um, a father's influence. And so it's very important that men have a Father's Day to me. Um, and um, even at a later date, give this is Happy Father's Day uh, to all the men out there. And we want you to please take this word in that Pastor Fair has has talked about and a lot of times um, we don't have men or women. We don't have a lot of patience uh, with things when it's not going out way, it's not going the way that we thought it should go. But we see where Job had patience, even though things was going downhill for him. He still had patience. Um, the other point is being being kind and don't lose your patience uh, when God speaks. We need to move. We need to be doing whatever it is that God has told us to do or asked us to do. And that's fair. Um, you know, gave out these names, Joseph, Abraham, Joshua, uh, Job, uh, Moses, all these guys. We can go into the Word and just take a look at Jesus. We can take a look and see exactly what we need to be doing. So everything is, is in the Word. But what we have to do is just take a look at this word and listen to the Turn on the Light broadcast on Saturday night at 8 p.m. Men, y'all will get some information. So I just want to say thank you, Pastor Fair and Miss Mary. How you all doing over there? And we are so glad that you have brought forth this word on tonight. Amen. 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 So if those of you out there who are listening to the broadcast, you want to Comment on this tonight. We thank God for you. Just press one on your phone, and we'll bring you live so we can hear any comment that you have. We thank God for another year uh, that God has spared us and uh, another Father's Day coming up. Um, I thank God for um, the influence that we had on, on our sons. Amen. I can truly say they're truly men. Amen. And men of God that take care of their family. Uh, we know that it's him who has helped them, amen, uh, to to also now they're influencing people that they know. Yeah. And so we thank God. So just press one on your phone. We'll uh, bring you live so we can hear from you. Thank God for all you men out there. Yeah. Uh, we, we see you listening, and we know that you are. And we bless God for your life. As a matter of fact, we pray, God, that it would bless you and that you would be a great influence. Mm-hmm. And then from this day forward, your influence would extend. Man, he would enlarge your territory, and you would be the man of God that God has for you, and you would be that influence. So uh, before we go, we're going to have uh, Pastor Fair pray for our audience and the men, mm-hmm. that they would definitely be an influence in their families and in their communities. Amen. Amen. Yes, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for the day tomorrow that we come up recognizing fathers as Father's Day. As we looked into your word tonight, Father, we just thank you and we ask that you would burden our hearts that we have the Father's influence that you want us to have, not that the world wants us to have, Father, that we could touch lives that we're not even aware that we're touching, that our our influence would carry us throughout our communities, throughout our entire uh, area that we are going into. Father, that uh, the men that are listening tonight would gain something from this, that would glean something that uh, perhaps they hadn't looked at before. Father, that they would uh, be in prayer and seeking you and seeking your face to help say, Father, God in heaven, help me to be more like you. Help me to be more like these men of God that we're talking about tonight. Help me to have the kind of influence that you want me to do so I can line up with Colossians 3.23. Father, in my entire sphere of influence, let me have the Father's influence that you have rightfully given to me, that you have taught me about in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.